Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons. And in this episode, we are going to change it up a little bit. I'm actually going to go ahead and put you behind the scenes in a $25,000 a year mastermind group presentation that I did to a group of nutrition professionals and gym owners uh, about a month and a half ago. So this is the audio taking directly from that seminar. And this seminar, we talked quite a bit about effective fitness marketing. That was the talk. So you're going to get a ton of value out of this. I want to put you guys right in the room and you don't even have to pay me $25,000 to be there. All right. Enjoy this episode. Really, the reason I'm here today is because one of the biggest things that comes up with marketing conferences, trainers, nutrition coaches, everybody needs more clients, right? Who needs more clients? Probably everybody, right? So I'm going to teach you today effective marketing techniques, tactics, strategies, ways to get more money, really, more clients into your facility. There we go. So who am I anyway? Like I mentioned before, first and foremost, I'm a gym owner. I own a training facility right here in Scottsdale, Pulse Fitness. Been in business since 2009. We're a training facility. We started off as, everybody heard of Anytime Fitness, more or less a a 24-hour gym. I realized really, really fast that shit was not going to work. I couldn't bring in enough clients at 29, 39 bucks a month to pay the huge North Scottsdale rent. And so we changed the model overnight with about four or five months in. I uh, went to a full training model, brought some training team, the training team in, and we're crushing now. We relocated to 8,000 feet, and we've been in business 10 years. In 2015, I'm in a lot of mastermind groups and a lot of gym owner mastermind groups. What I found was nobody knew how to market. They would, and again, this is in 15, a little bit early on the Facebook ad side. I was starting to do some stuff with funnels. I had gotten really, I dove deep into that, and it was working really, really well. And I was like, hey, guys, let me show you what I'm doing. And everybody's like, I don't want to learn that shit. Do it for me. ProFit was born. Uh, I got my partner here, Randy. He's actually been with me since day one. Since then, I, I just decided on a whim, went to a digital marketing conference, flipped open an e-commerce store, gymshirtclub.com as a hobby. And that thing's running passively. It's pretty cool. And that's actually a lot of fun. If you guys ever want to check that out, that's a membership club for 27 bucks a month. And you get a new gym shirt club every month. I like gyms. I like to work out and I like shirts. Perfect right? Gymshirtclub.com. It's just running in the background. What's really cool about e-com style businesses with drop shipping and offsite printing, I don't even have to look at it. We get a check every month, right? So we get subscribers. It's all in automation. Pretty cool. This year I wrote my first book, Built to Grow. It's for the gym owner. Are there any gym owners in here? Brick and mortar owners? Yeah, there are a few. Good. You're going to get a lot out of this then. And now I'm a podcaster. I had to jump in that bandwagon, but I'm actually loving the podcast life. It's called Built to Grow. This is my co-host. And I'm going to have Jason on here as soon as you can be available. We built a podcast studio in the gym so I can just, uh, hey, I got an idea, Randy, let's go. We'll go walk in there and knock out a podcast. That's the best thing in the world. And it is taking off, guys. If you have not done podcasting or if you've not thought about podcasting, think about this. 
daily we get emails. Hey, so I heard your episode on the podcast. Dude, I love it. What do you guys do? Give you guys techniques, not you guys, but our listeners techniques. And people are coming to us in droves asking to work with us. Yes, that was the intent. And yes, it's working. Who has a podcast? We do have podcasters in here. Good job, guys. I did. I stayed so far away from podcasting. I hated it. I hate it. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going to be like everybody else. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's build a podcast room. Let's do it. One night I just said, hey, let's do it. We're blowing these walls down. We're going to build a studio. We've spent 25 grand just like that. Oh, well, I guess we're in. We're all in. We're going to do it. We go all in. We're going to go all freaking in and we're going to do this right. Got the best mics. What does Joe Rogan use? I'm using that mic. What is this table? What is it? Let's have it made. Let's go get a hundred year old barnwood. Let's bring it in, fabricate this thing. Let's blow this. Let's blow this wall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you hear that echo? Fuck it. A sound acoustic, the whole thing. Let's go. You hear that? I don't want that echo on the thing. You don't have to do that. I do it just because that's my nature and I just do everything freaking all in. But you can do this from your phone. You don't have to go like, you don't have to go all in like that. That's who I am. At least I get a chance. I don't know anybody in this room, which is really cool. Usually I speak, I know half the room and the other half. I don't know anybody in here. It's great, except for Jason. So I want to start this off, this presentation off with, this is our four circle formula business model. This goes into the broad scope of business. However, we're going to talk about just this attraction part up top. So Hear me out here. Every business, I feel every business, I haven't thought of one that doesn't fit into this model. Let's talk about these systems for, real fast. Attraction. You have to attract people into your business. And our core philosophy here at ProFit is what we have multiple poles in the water at all times. We have a podcast. We got email marketing. We got ebooks going on. We've got everything. We were doing this. This technically is marketing if you think about it. We can't rely on one thing anymore to do all the heavy lifting, especially in today's day and age in digital marketing. Things that worked in 15 don't work today. And things that work today aren't going to work next year. It's just, it's constantly moving. So you have to be diverse in your attraction system. Now, conversion, you get leads, you got to convert them into sales. That's how you generate revenue, right? But you have to have a system, I feel, that you can duplicate every single time. A lot of guys here do stuff virtually, obviously. You're going to do, get, probably do a lot of Skype calls, Zoom calls, phone calls to convert. But you have to have a system in place to where you're doing the same thing every single time. You're asking the same questions. You have a foundation of what you can build upon. And if it doesn't work, you know what doesn't work, right? You know how to fix it. If you're doing it off the cuff every single time, how do you know what's working and what's not? So following a system, that's your conversion system. And the great thing is when these two align with each other, yeah, you make more money. That's the goal of business. I don't care if you're here for the best intentions in the world. You want to help people change lives. We all do. You got to make money. You have to make money to, to survive, to pay your lifestyle, to help more people. So don't be afraid of money. Down here is your delivery system. This is how you operate your business. Brick and mortar. What happens inside of the four walls of your business, your online business? What's happening in the day-to-day? -day? When somebody comes into our ecosystem, this is what happens next. This is what happens next. This is what happens next. Day seven, we're talking to them about this. Day 14, that we're talking about this. Oh, it's time to renew. What's that conversation look like? What's the customer experience happening in your business to where everybody's getting the same experience no matter if you have multiple coaches or other people working for you? They get the same experience no matter who they're with. The cool thing is when you sell something and turn around and deliver exactly what you sold to them, 
you build trust. Fastest way to break trust with your customers is to say, I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to actually deliver this, right? I'm selling you the world, and I give you some shit. And that breaks trust. People leave you. Okay. Last step, where most people miss the boat is Ascension Systems. If you follow Brunson's, the value ladder. What's the next thing to sell this person? They maybe come in on your base level thing, whatever the thing is. What's the next thing up they can pay you more, but to get better results? It's not just about having trying to make more money from people. It's how do they get better results? And typically, the more they spend with you, the higher, more access they get to you, the guy, the girl, the person that's going to be the one helping them, right? So cool thing is, when you have an ascension system built into your business, when people stagnate out and they get a specific result, what's the next thing? If you don't have, let's talk about the gym. This is a really good example. If all you do is large group team training, metabolic conditioning, fat loss, and you don't have anything else to give them, well, hey, I lost that body fat and I want to build some muscle. Where do I go? Oh, I got to go to another, your competitor because you don't offer strength training here. You don't offer, I can't get results with you. I'm done with this. I need to do something else. So having an ascension ladder, you're going to be able to get results. Now, the thing about attraction and ascension if you have this thing, but nobody knows about it, well, they're not going to buy it, right? So if you can keep them in your ecosystem by selling them the next thing, you're going to retain them longer and longer. Does that kind of make sense? I wanted to throw that out there. I'm not really talking about anything other than attraction because that's why I'm here, marketing. Let's talk about this. What marketing is, is truly buying a customer out of the marketplace and into your business, Okay. We're purchasing them out for some fee, some money, something that you spend to attract them into your business. You're buying them. If you start thinking about your customers in this way, marketing makes a little bit more sense. You're not going to be so afraid to spend money to buy a customer because when they're with you, guess where they're not? Your competitor. So there's a point in time where it makes a lot of sense to maybe even spend a little bit more to get a customer, to buy a customer. And you're not just marketing against your competitors. You're marketing against every fitness, health, weight loss solution on the planet. And that includes going for a run or working out with their friend. You're competing against that, right? So buying the customer is a big foundation of what we speak about. The big question is, do you know what your customer is even worth? If you don't know what your customer is worth, you don't know what you should buy it for. It, your customer. Who knows what a average client is worth to your business? Does anybody know that number? Yes, kind of. Maybe three hands, four hands. Good, five. Most people don't. They have no idea. I sell my thing for this, and I don't know how long they stay. I don't know what I'm generating from them over time. I don't know if they referred me somebody, they bought another product. I don't know. I'm just worried about this person today, this month. But when you start learning about your customer lifetime value, you, marketing becomes really simple. It's just a math equation. I'm going to buy this person for X, and it's worth X times seven four times two. Okay. So this is the formula. I, this is the most basic formula you can come up with. Average total revenue per month per client times the average amount of months they stay with you. Simple. This is basic, but there's other formulas that you can use as far as other profit centers, but let's just take globally an average of all of your clients. How long do they stay with you? And on average, what do you generate? Easy way to do this would be what did I make this month, last month, and the month before? How many clients did I have? Well, that's your average per client. And then you got to take, you have to have your retention and your churn and all that figured out. So 
let's just make it make this easy for everybody. A $200 a month client on average stays with you for 18 months. Let's just say this is your average. You know, Jason, you made a post. You got people that are staying 24 months with you. For the gym world, this, this is decent. This is decent for a training model. So the client lifetime value in this situation is $3,600. I know that this client is worth $3,600 to my business. Now, your clients are assets to your business. The clients are assets. I like to use the analogy, what if somebody were to come up to you with a $3,600 piece of gold, put it on the table, would you buy this piece of gold for a thousand bucks? What would you say? Worth 3,600. So what if that person said, hey, you know what? I can't do a thousand, but I can do 2,000. $2,000, I'll give you this $3,600 bar of gold. Would you buy it? Lots of yeses, right? Would you buy it for $3,600? Depends, depends. You could upsell, right? Depends. Your clients are worth $3,600. You have to think about buying customers, marketing to purchase that customer at a profit. We want a profit. So how much should you spend? This is a moving target. What we teach is you should be willing to spend up to three months of revenue, month to month revenue, to buy that client. That's healthy. But there's one thing, especially for the gym owners in the world, energy breeds energy. It's something I spoke about. If you go into a gym, a training studio, and it's packed, if you've got a Facebook group online where you're teaching a nutrition coaching and there's, it's packed, full of energy, well, that breeds more energy. If you go to walking down the street on a Saturday night down in Old Town Scottsdale here and you're walking by and everywhere is packed, but this business is empty and it's like nobody's in there, makes you second guess as to why isn't anybody in this business. They're all over there. I don't want to go there. Let's go to this one. So at certain points in time, maybe even in the early days of your business, it's okay to buy customers at a loss. You need energy in your business. You need case studies. You need testimonials. You need to do things to get people into your ecosystem so you can grow it. Because like I said, energy breeds energy. If you got nobody in your business, nobody else is probably going to come along, right? There's too much risk, right? There's too much risk for somebody to try you out for the first time. So we say three months, that's healthy, but it could be all the way to negative if you think about it, right? So now there's types of audiences out there. When you're marketing, everybody heard of audience temperature? And the way we speak to audiences is completely different based on the temperature. Let me define these for a second. So cold audiences are anybody that's never, ever heard of you before. They've seen your ad for the first time. They drive past your building for the first time. They, they don't know who you are, okay? Obviously, this is the mass majority of the businesses out there, unless you're like Coca-Cola, where pretty much everybody's warm. They've probably heard of Coca-Cola before. But most of us are living in this, trying to speak to cold audiences. How do you speak to cold audiences? If they've never heard about you before, how do you get them to kind of warm up to you? So that's cold audiences. Warm audiences are somebody that they might have made a comment on a post. They might be on your email list. They've definitely seen your stuff once or twice. They may be not ready to buy today, but they know who you are at least, and you can speak to them a little bit differently. Hot audiences, these are the ones on your order form right now online. They're ready to buy, right? These are the ones that, or maybe they bought from you in the past. They're going to buy again. Okay, so there's three types of audiences. How we speak to them is just a little bit different. Cold audiences, you want to educate and inform, okay? They're uneducated about who you are. You want, they want, you want to inform them. Warm is retarget and remind. And I'm going to talk a little bit about retargeting and how powerful that could be. You want to remind them who you are. You want to remind them of why you can get them a specific result. Hot audiences, offer them, sell them. Now, they're ready to buy. 
We ran kind of, it was my birthday this last month and I ran a 40% off my product sale and we had people all the way up to like last night at midnight buying this thing because of the timer. Yeah, and then people today are like, hey, I missed the timer, can I buy it still, mm -hmm. right? Those are hot, right? When somebody's on my shopping cart, I can see them. I can see them live. We can have mapping software, we have live chat going on. We have people there, we're offering, hey, today's the last day, buy now. I'm gonna talk a little bit about direct response marketing in a second. The best thing that I've ever come up with to define marketplace is this chart right here. So obviously you've got a triangle here, we've got four sections. At the bottom, you have the biggest, largest group, okay? This is the largest audience, and at the top, you have the smallest audience. This talks about awareness in your marketplace. The people at the bottom, think about the people out there, they're completely unaware that they have a problem in life. You see them, you're like, holy shit, you're a fat ass, you need to get your ass in the gym, you're killing yourself, right? But they're walking around like, do, 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 this is my life, and they don't know any different. But that's, think about that, especially in America. This is the norm, right? These people are just unaware of they have a problem. The next step up, these people know they have a problem. Maybe they're, maybe they're overweight. They're tired every day. They can't sleep well. They, they have bad knees, bad hips, everything. I have a problem, but I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix this problem. And if you, they were to speak to you, you would say, absolutely need to lose weight. The knee, knee pain, you're going to sleep better. Everything's going to be better in your world. These people, they just don't know, okay? We have to take ourselves out of the trainer brains and understand our demographic because it's obvious to us what the problem is. Think about your clients. They just don't know, right? And especially these people down here, they have no clue. Next one's up. They know they have a problem but they know that there's many solutions out there. And what I mean by many, if we're talking about nutrition, they, maybe they know that Jenny Craig could be an option for them. Maybe they could go take this boot camp class. Maybe just going on a diet for themselves is a solution for them. Their problem is they've got all the symptoms of being overweight and they need to lose weight is the problem. So there's a million ways, right? There's diet, it's all out there. You can go to YouTube, you go hike this mountain right here. They can lose weight, right? But there's too many options for them. The people at the top, they know they need to lose weight because it's going to solve all their problems and they know who you are and they know that you're the solution for them, okay? As you go up this chart, these people become buyers of your service, but we've got to get these people up here first. Now, the traditional marketing speaks to this demographic, probably how everybody's marketing right now. You're talking to this person. You're talking to this person. They know who you are. They know that they need to lose weight. And I need you, and you're offering them the thing. Here's the thing that's going to fix your problem. The problem is the money is made here. Nobody's speaking to these guys. Nobody. So I'm going to teach you exactly how to speak to these guys because these are the guys. When you can plant the seeds, you can grow your business for a long, long time. Because once you run out of these folks, who else are you talking to? You, got to talk, you have to talk to these people. But there's a way to get them up to the top. Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. So, Branding versus direct response marketing. Let's talk about this. Does this ring a bell? Everybody understand, heard this before? You've heard of branding. 
heard of branding before, direct response. Let's define direct response marketing first. Here's my thing, buy my thing. 50% off, buy one, get one free. I'm looking for 37 people to take this super special challenge. Time's limited, 50% off. Buy it now, tomorrow's too late. Our product last night was definitely direct response. Buy it now. But the thing is we warmed these people up for a year before this. So direct response marketing, let me give you some examples of direct response marketing. I'm picking on these guys because they're my direct competitors. Exercise coach, North Scottsdale on Bell Road. It's actually right behind my house. Attention, ladies in Scottsdale. We're looking for 10 women to come out, test drive our Smart 20 training. What's Smart 20 training? The best workout in the country. Give us only 20 minutes a day, twice a week, and we'll give you an incredible workout. Grab your two free session pass now. Limited passes available. Urgency, scarcity, buy my shit. Okay? Over here. These guys actually moved into the space that I moved out of. North Scottsdale people, we're offering a money-back free 30-day fitness program. Anyone serious about making a thing, blah, 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 buy my thing. Book now. Buy my thing. It's an offer. Two more. Men wanted, I'm looking to start, blah, blah, free this, buy my thing. Men buy, yeah, men seven day to a leaner self. I apologize if you're in this room, man. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> this isn't bad. It's just a style. We, I'm just trying to teach you the style. This is a style. Merle Hay Fitness, personal training company. Our best Black Friday sale live now. Offer 28, blah, blah, buy my thing. That's direct response marketing. And should you ever do direct response marketing? Absolutely, you should. You should. But you're talking to the top of that pyramid. You're talking to this many people. Okay. So you do absolutely have to have this in your ecosystem of your strategy. But the thing about this is people buy, you've heard this a million times, they buy from people they know, like, and trust. If you got slapped with this ad, buy my thing, and you don't know who the hell this guy is, and you're, this guy's scary to you, you're not going to buy his thing. You're not going to even give him a free seven days for, you don't even try it, right? Think about the people that don't know who this guy is. I'm just slapping or I'll hide in the ad or whatever. I'm just moving on. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. This is a common principle. Think about who you personally do business with. Think about the mom and pop restaurant that you go to, right? You know the owner. You see the people. You see the same waitress every single time. Jason has that same waiter over here at Mastro's. He knows that guy. He likes that guy. He goes and spends his money with that guy. Same thing for me. Same thing for you. Same thing for internet marketing, okay? So how do you do it, though? How do you get people to like you if you never, you can't even talk to them, like personally? Well, intent-based branding. Anybody heard of Frank Kern? Frank Kern's a notorious direct response marketer. He hates branding. He hated branding. He's like, branding's a waste of time. I think of branding is my logo's blue, and that's what it says, and this is my tagline, and there's a guy that with a thumbs up on the logo. That's what he used to think branding was. Well, about six months ago, now in December, he, when I listened to his podcast, he came out with this whole idea. Let me educate everybody, and I'm let me drip in some offers into this. He calls it intent-based branding, something we've been actually doing for a while. I don't even know the name of it. We just came up with it. He's coined it. He puts his flag on the ground. He owns it, whatever, but I'm giving him credit for it. This is his style of marketing, which is something that I think you guys should be doing, but what we've been doing already. And you probably already do this too, but this is how you speak to the bottom of that pyramid, okay? So think about a temp-based brand or think about branding as giving, okay? You're giving value to your marketplace. You're educating. You're giving things to them. You're giving eBooks and recipe guys nothing to ask. You're not asking for anything. You're educating. You're doing a video about 
and I'll talk about some examples, about something to educate the people at the bottom, the ones that are completely unaware that have a problem, or maybe they are aware, they don't know what to do about it, or they know of you, but they know of everybody else. You want to teach these people as to why you're the expert and why you can solve their problem, okay? I like to use this analogy, the bank. If you walked into the bank, you walked in the bank, and you said, hey, I'd love to have about 10 grand, and you got zero in your account, what are they going to tell you? No, get the fuck out of here, right? Go. Same thing with the marketplace. If you continuously run those direct response marketing ads and you're asking to buy my thing, buy my shit, buy one, get one free, limited time offer, you dry your marketplace out. They're done. The ones that are ready to buy now, they've already bought or they came in and saw you and they left you and there's nothing left. You have no deposits, goodwill with that marketplace. So you have to deposit goodwill. And so you have to understand people that you're trying to serve have a huge problem. It's a burden to them and you need to help them, right? And they need to be told, they need to understand that you're the expert. And the way you do that is you come up with content that delivers value to them, okay? And when I mean by content, I'm really talking about video content only because if we can only pick one thing of content, video is the most digestible content in the world right now. So how do you come up with content? This is something we do with all like new clients that we bring on and we're doing this style of marketing with them. You have a person over here that's sad. They go into your business, they do the things that you do, and over here they end up happy. Great. So what are those things that they do in your business? We call them core, or you do in your business, we call them core pillars. Core pillars, what are the things that you offer to your marketplace or to your clients that get them the result they're looking for? Why do they come see you versus the guy down the street? Why do they come see you? Why do you get results? Because the guy online is doing something else. What do you do better than them? Well, obviously as nutrition coaches, you offer nutrition. I would hope so. Okay. That absolutely should be a core pillar of everybody in this room, but it gets deeper than that. Do you hold your clients accountable? Because let's think about this. Nutrition is everywhere. You can go online you can go grab Men's Health Magazine and get a diet. The information's there, right? But if you don't hold themselves accountable, you don't hold them accountable, they're not going to get the results. So obviously your diets are better. And let, maybe there's some writers from Men's Health in here. I don't know. But the information is there is the point. They come see you to, to, for you to hold them accountable to make the result that they came to you for. Maybe you work with mindset. Okay, I know Jason does. Mindset's huge. We just did a mindset exercise before I came up. Maybe that's the reason why they get results with you. Think about your core pillars. Do you need three? You need at least three. You can have five, but I wouldn't go too many more than that. So think about the things that you offer that get the result for your client. And you're going to highlight those things through your content. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. So let's just take nutrition. It's the simplest one. Let's take some topics. And how do you drive down and create content based on nutrition? Well, number one, meal timing. 
Meal timing might be a thing for you. Maybe you're really into meal timing. Maybe that's the reason why they get results with you. And I'm not telling you if it is or isn't. I know this is a topic. So you do a video, maybe it's a whiteboard, and you talk about meal timing and why that's important. Okay, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not gonna try to make something up and you guys will laugh at me, but what I'm saying? So maybe that's it. Maybe it's, you, you wanna define macronutrients. What are macronutrients to the person, like explain it on a low, low level so they understand what the hell they're eating. Maybe that's a topic. Layman's terms, meal prep, that's huge, right? If you're out eating all the time, you're not making your own meals, you probably don't know what you're eating, right? So why is meal prep important? How to do meal prep effectively? Maybe you go to Costco, show them the Tupperware. Maybe you should go to a cooking store, show them the pots and pans and skillets they should be using. Maybe go to the grocery store live and you're popping off stuff off the shelf and you're showing your audience how to do what you want them to do. You're educating them. Again, remember, we're talking to the bottom of the pyramid here. You're probably doing this kind of stuff in a way, all right? Am I right already in a little bit? How to dine out and eat, still eat healthy. That's a tough one, right? Portions, how to eyeball portions versus scales. Like, what does this look like? What, is, what should protein look like on your plate? What does it look like related to this? Do a video on that. Healthy snacks. Hey guys, I'm gonna talk to you about some healthy snacks. I know this is a, one of those tough things we get in the middle of the day. We just wanna eat something. Let me arm you with some knowledge and show you how to make some healthy snacks so you can take this to work for you. Come on, let me show you. Boom, video, easy. Here's some videos that we did. I just used our gym as an example. Couple things to note here. Headlines, big bold headlines. This is a meme style video. Number two, captions on the bottom. 77% watch videos without volume. So how are they gonna digest your content without captions? Progress bar, you've seen these before. Video wrappers one, InShot, Rev.com, that's R-E-V. Video wrapper is kind of archaic. I've tried it, I bought the lifetime thing for 57 but video wrapper is very spammy-ish right they're throwing flames and they're doing stuff but sometimes that, that's how you get attention okay so that's the processor okay so we got these videos we're popping them out we're doing content this can be done on your phone hold it horizontal make sure that they can hear you wear a lav mic okay talk about something that is solving a problem for your clients using the core pillars so this would be like your nutrition pillar you're doing a, you're, you're in the kitchen right here. You're showing them how to do meal prep. You're at the grocery store over here. Maybe you're in your kitchen again with doing meal portions, things like that, right? That's your nutrition pillar. Mindset, you can go do other things, okay? And what was the other one that we talked about? Accountability, right? Accountability, giving people tips on how to hold themselves accountable. And then obviously you're gonna talk to how you would hold them accountable in those videos. Okay, so now here's the strategy. We're doing these videos great. What do the hell we do with them, Tim? Well, I'm gonna show you exactly how to leverage all this content to make money. So we create content like this and we set up a video view ad. Who's running their own Facebook ads, Instagram ads in this room? Third, okay. In the Facebook ads manager, there's a what's called a campaign objective. And you can say, hey, I want to get as many views on my video as possible. There's something called through view. And the reason this came out on Facebook is because they needed to compete with YouTube. On YouTube advertising platform, if somebody doesn't watch 30 seconds of your video, you don't pay for it. Cool, right? Well, Facebook's like, well, man, everybody's running video ads over there. Well, how do we combat that? Same thing here. If you don't, if somebody doesn't watch 15 seconds of your video, you don't pay for it. So it's a through view. So you're paying for through views now. Okay, that's the objective. Now, you can create custom audiences based on the how many people are watching the video. If somebody watches three seconds, they can be in a custom audience. We'll call this a bucket. 
If somebody's watching 10 seconds, 25%, 50%, 90%, 75% of your video, I recommend starting with three to 10 seconds. That's the way to build up your audience the fastest. And you do that for video one, you do that for all the videos. So you're spending maybe 10 bucks a day on a through view to your marketplace and you're trying to put people in a custom audience. What you're doing here is you're trying to identify the people that are interested in digesting your content. You're gonna show it to everybody, but the people are gonna self-select themselves as the ones that are interested in your content. They're gonna drop into these buckets, okay? Now it's time to offer these people in these buckets a special offer, but only to the people that are watching the videos. This is educate and inform. This is buy my shit because these people are warm to hot now, right? So we talked about it. Cold audiences, they go in here, they become warm and hot. Now you can offer them something. You haven't earned the right to say buy my shit to the people, they don't trust you yet, right? So you can do that with these guys because they've actually told you that they like what you have to say. They're watching it. And the way that Facebook and Instagram work, you can actually put these people automatically into a little custom audience. Ads manager, Facebook ads platform, drop down menu, go to audiences. So Facebook ads manager, drop down menu, you go to audiences. One step before that, you had to have posted this video first. Then you go to create custom audience, drop down to engagement, engagement based on video view, watch video and what duration right there. Then you name it, watched my three movements on core strength video, 10 seconds. Custom audience, hit save, and then the rest is done. It automatically over time populates itself. Does that make sense? Now I'm ready to run an ad for this offer. You go grab your audience and you just send it to them. You can't compete against yourself is the point. They don't want you to hurt yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm showing this. Now my CPM goes up because this other guy is trying to hit the same audience. But if it's in the same ad account, then you're okay. If you're running it from two different ad accounts, you're probably hurting yourself. So to answer your question though, I recommend twice a week running videos at a minimum. The play would start with today's, let's say Tuesday, we're going to drop this one, run it for $10 a day for 14 days. This is now Thursday. I'm going to run this one for $10 a day for 14 days. Now it's the next Tuesday, $10 a day for 14 days. Okay. And then, then they're all out there. So at any given time, there's about four videos floating around. And if you're an online nutrition coach, you got the whole United States. Hell, you got Australia, Canada. I don't know if you, if you work with clients in overseas, but your demographics in the tens of millions. If you're unfortunate brick and mortar gym owner, we've got about a five mile radius, about 37,000 people that are just going to get pounded with our stuff. Pounded. And we do. We pound the hell out of them. Okay. The rule of thumb is a 12 minute drive time on Monday afternoon at 6 p.m. If you stood, if you went from your gym out for 12 minutes in any direction, that's your new radius. Okay. People just don't drive that far. If you're in downtown Chicago, it's probably four blocks, right? 12 minutes. Out here, we're, we're good for about seven miles here. Okay, with all this social media stuff, do we even need a website? Our website's irrelevant. Our website's dead? Short answer is absolutely not. They're not dead. Come on. Here's some stats, and I want you to think about this. Who only uses social media to market their business? 63% of consumers use websites to find or engage with a business. Okay. And as you get into the older demographics, this is probably even higher. The younger demographics, a little bit less with the websites, more social, more social proof. 30% of customers won't consider a business without a website. You lost a third of your clients because you don't have a website. Okay. It's a hub for content. 
Think about a website not just to sell, but for to place your content on. Those videos could live on your website forever. You can have blogs on your website. You can have anything you want on your website because you own your website and you don't own your social media pages. You own your website. You don't own your social media pages. What happens when Facebook broke about four months ago and the whole people were losing their minds? You ever seen that meme where the guy's like falling through the screen? Yeah, the GIF or whatever. You don't own your social media pages. You're being, you're borrowing them more or less. If they decide that, you know what? Mark Zuckerberg decided he doesn't, he's made enough money in his life. Shut this fucker down. What would you guys now? Should you absolutely be using social media? Of course. That's where make all your money from. I mean, most of it, but you don't own your social media pages and, and you're at risk. Okay. And it happened like a blip for maybe a couple hours that one, that one week. All right, so here's our website. Again, I use ours as an example because I don't want to talk about our clients too much other than our competitors. We'll be happy to talk about them. So this is what our blog looks like. We, okay, as a gym, we leverage our coaches to come up with the content. So I'm not having to write, in fact, I write zero content. Every week, we have a trainer topic and we take what the clients in the gym are asking us on a regular basis and we create content around it, okay? We create Images that are all consistent, same brand look, right? And we answer questions that our clients are asking, and then we can do a lot of things with it. Our blog's dead, eh, but the point is that we need to create the content. We need the topic to start with this. So this lives on the blog. Here's a beautiful thing about content. You create it, and then you repurpose it over and over in different ways, okay? So you got this one blog, you put it on your website, now what do you do? Well... There's the blog. Maybe I shoot an email out to my list. I, I give a little teaser about the blog and I say, hey, go check out the rest of the blog on here. This is very standard, by the way. You send an email out. Maybe you make a post on Facebook with that image, okay? If you can, I don't think you can, but yeah, you can. With that image, hey, we dropped a new blog. Here's the first paragraph. Click here, head them back to the website, okay? Now these people are heading back to your website. Same thing, Instagram. Maybe do a video about it as well. Hey, we just did a new blog. Let me talk, talk to you about it, right? So that becomes a YouTube. We're pushing everybody back to the website. There's a strategy behind it. It's called pixeling. So everybody heard of Facebook Pixel? Who's gone to a website and looked at a rug or a wheelbarrow at Home Depot and that shit's following you on every other website around, right? What the hell is this wheelbarrow on my phone for? Facebook Pixel. Google Tag Manager, YouTube Retargeting Pixel, they're all available to you. What happens when you pixel a visitor on your website? We made the blog, put it on our website, then we used all these external sources to drive people to the website. They all got pixeled. They're track, being tracked now. This is very common, okay? Busy mom researching nutrition programs online, stumbles upon your website. Her visit's tracked. She leaves your website. She gets on Facebook. She sees more shit about your website. Guess what? She's coming back. This is a continuous loop, okay? That's why websites are important. This ties back to why a website's important because you're out there, SEO, people can find you natively. Maybe it lives on your Facebook page, somebody clicks on it. Now they're being pixeled and tracked, okay? I know this is a little high level, but I want to. I, you need to know it. I want to make sure you understand what's possible. Not that you need to know where to click to do it. I need you to understand the concept. Because there's people out there that would love to do this for you. Love to do this for you. Okay, so you got this retargeting. Now, the thing is, you can do this on YouTube, AdWords, Instagram, Facebook. They all offer retargeting, remarketing. They all offer it. So somebody hits your website, and then they see your ad on Instagram. 
Now they're over here on search and they see on the on a banner ad in a Google Display Network on CNN.com. Holy shit! Personal training, nutrition programs because they're pixeled, right? And like I said before, the key here is that you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to know that it can be done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to know how to do it. So let's just say, for example, in your example, they went to your website, they got the Google tag because Google owns YouTube. So Google tag, they're retargeting pixel. Now they're over here searching for a lawn care and how to water their lawn in the summer here in Arizona that just doesn't exist. Then they see your video ad because they were just on your website, but they don't watch the whole thing. Well, you don't pay for it, but at least you hit them again. There's a lot of things out there that say, hey, somebody needs to see your thing seven, eight, nine, ten times. I don't know if that's true. I don't know who came up with that, but a lot of times it's more than once. I'll give you that. You got to keep hitting them, right? But you'll have that person see your thing for the first time and buy it. Awesome. Thanks. But the people at the bottom, they're not ready to buy now, so they need to see your stuff all the time. So what the hell should you do? Well, first off, you need to have a mix of direct response and branding, okay? You have to pay, you have to make money now, so you need to have that direct response style marketing, but you need to grow your audience and build that bigger piece of the pyramid at the bottom. And the, the truth is you're going to have to test this stuff. You're going to run a lot of stuff that fails. I know that I have. I spent a lot of money failing. But when you get something that works, and take this from somebody that has had a lot of things work, stick with the thing that works as long as you can. Because as entrepreneurs in this room, that fucking was great. Let's try something else. No, do this again. <laughs> what else can we do to rack our brains to come up? We're always trying to create new. Find something that works. Maybe your nutrition tips blow up. Run that to the ground. Keep running that. Okay. Maybe the people are commenting, liking, sharing. They love this stuff. Give them more of that. Okay. Don't be like, oh, all right, cool. They like that. Let me try to talk about something else. It's just not, just stick with that. Okay. So time and test. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Okay. Are followers relevant on Instagram anymore? Are they engaged? Are they your client? Let's find out. Who saw this article? $2.6 million couldn't sell 36 t-shirts. Ari. What's up, Ari? 2.6 million followers shut down her t-shirt launch because she couldn't sell 36. I could sell 36 on an email. When we started Jim Shirkla, she has no engagement with her followers. She probably bought them. They're probably not. They don't, you know what I mean? They're fake. It's okay not to have a lot of followers. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, that guy has 2 million followers. This guy has 100,000. I only have 2,000. I just started Instagram on my own profile like six months ago. I have about 500 followers. It's the engaged audience. It's, it's the engagement, okay? It's how they came to you. Don't worry about followers that your competitors have, okay? It's about engagement. You can make more money from less people if they're the right people, okay? So not, a lot of times we look at other people's profiles and we're like, man, what am I doing wrong? What the hell was that chick doing wrong? Well, she bought that show. You know what I mean? It's irrelevant. So stay true to yourselves, guys. Bring, do the marketing in the right way. Get those people nurtured up. Educate and inform them. And then you will make a lot of money for a long time. Okay? So that's all I got. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. 
easy. This lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.